Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a brain rewiring certified coach and human design expert. In this podcast, we talk about becoming the most kick-ass, unstoppable version of yourself, building a life of alignment and flow that you deserve, and taking a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Sandy Yang Wellness. Hello, wonderful, beautiful human beings. Welcome back to the show. I am super grateful that you are here and I truly, truly mean it. So it has been a very intense week for me as I am launching my group coaching program, Next Level. I am super pumped. I have been getting really great downloads for what I'll add to the group program. I've been creating modules and it is juicy. Also, this is a huge expansion for my business. I am very comfortable and happy working with people one-on-one, but I've just been feeling this urge to create a group program that feels aligned with me and how I like to serve my clients. Given that I'm going through this expansion with the full moon happening recently, that brought up a lot of fear and shadow for me. And if you are into like full moons, new moons, that kind of stuff, you know that full moon is basically, you know, it happens every four weeks, is an opportunity to really release some shit that you no longer need whether that is a belief, thought, people, situation, or physical belongings. So I thought I would use this opportunity to talk more about shadow work and inner child work because it is such a huge part of brain rewiring and manifesting. And we all want to be manifesting wizards. With my 1-3 profile in human design, I definitely read and research and learn everything I could about doing shadow work and why that would even matter. But I resisted doing it myself for a very long time. I tried to take shortcuts and basically bypass it. I just wanted to get to the fun part. And because I'm one of those people who have to like learn everything the hard way, I'll just let you know that I wasted a lot of time and energy and my manifestation process was not very effective for a very long time. And if you only take one thing away from this episode, it should be this, to manifest what you want without first integrating your shadow. It is like trying to climb up a mountain with a backpack full of rocks, like heavy ass rocks. You're literally pushing against gravity instead of working with it. Yeah, sure, you can manifest what you want eventually, but it can take a lot longer and you can be tested over and over again before your manifestation comes through. So just trust me on this. You want to integrate that shadow. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how frequently asked questions, real life examples from myself and my clients. So let's dive right into it. So, you know, every full moon has a theme. So the full moon can be in Leo or Aries or, you know, this month we had Scorpio and Scorpio is generally just 
very intense and mysterious. I love my Scorpio friends, but you know, they do have something just deep about them. And with the full moon in Scorpio, it is very much about, hey, like, let's take a look and see what we can reveal about our shadows. This energy is very much about showing us our deepest secrets or subconscious layers and asking us to accept them. So this energy reminds us that what we don't own owns us. Also, what we resist persists. And everyone's heard of that before. It is so true though, because the shadow self is the part of ourselves that we don't consciously see or know. It's kind of made up of everything we've pushed away and repressed, shoved under a rug for years since childhood, whether that was intentional or not. Everyone does it. If you're a human, you have a shadow. And the shadow loves you. It has been holding space for your shit for decades. And it wants you to work with it, dance with it, instead of repress it. If you think about what you've done in the past, there are certain things that you can feel ashamed of, you're embarrassed by, and just wish that never happened, or you kind of hide it from people, you maybe not lie about it, but you definitely don't bring it up. That is all kind of shadowy. And shadow is not something that you need to be afraid of. Because, well, if you are afraid of it, you are trying to repress it, run away from it, you're essentially giving your power away, and your decision is affected by you know, what you want to hide about yourself. So basically, your shadow is driving your life instead of you being in the driver's seat. And I know the term shadow sounds dark, but the shadow self is not bad. It is not the bad side of ourselves. It's not negative qualities only. In fact, the shadow self is made up of both positive and negative traits. It can be anger, greed, negative body image, being a control freak, being too lazy, being not good enough, not being smart enough. The shadow can also be made up of qualities like curiosity, creativity, drive, and ambition. It can be anything. Obviously, this list can go on and on, but we essentially assign meaning to whatever we feel shadowy about. Maybe your adult self really thinks that creativity is wonderful, you love making things and expressing yourself through music or art, but when you were, I don't know, more vulnerable and younger, when everyone else was doing calculus, you just wanted to play the piano, your peers, parents, teacher made you feel wrong for wanting to be playing the piano and creating music and you should be studying, otherwise you're not ambitious enough or you can't keep up with your peers' intelligence. And maybe down the line, you want to create a career out of making music or you know, art related, you feel shadowy because you think people are not going to take you seriously because, you know, art is not important, in quotes. And that shadow can really haunt you. That can show up as procrastination, self-sabotaging in your business, 
not feeling inspired because your shadow is literally taking up so much mental space, undercharging for your work, the list goes on. And I think money is something we can all relate to on some level at some point. Maybe you've worked through it, but a lot of us feel shadowy around money. It doesn't matter if you grew up wealthy, you come from money, or you come from nothing. If you have shadows regarding money, you basically have feelings of unworthiness towards money that can show up as having a hard time making money, making enough money, overspending, always buying the cheapest option at the store, never wanting to pay full price for something that you want to purchase, not investing in yourself when you could really use it, or just generally feeling very stressed when it comes to money. The thing with shadow is that it is subconscious. So a lot of our beliefs around money were formed from age zero to seven, even up to like 14. So we pick up a lot of beliefs from our caretakers, our peers, parents, teachers, the media even. So inner child work and shadow work can really go hand in hand. You just need to realize that you have the power to shift your beliefs to ones that don't serve you to ones that empower you and allows you to curate the reality that you authentically desire. If you have heard of confirmation bias, you know that our reality is a reflection of what we believe. And everyone has a different version of what they consider to be reality. People who believe life can be easy and fun are less stressed out and go on more adventures and live a fuller life, have, you know, lower cortisol overall. And people who believe, whether they like it or not, that they have to work really hard in order to be successful, that they need to work really hard in order to make a lot of money, tend to work their ass off and be kind of exhausted all the time that they don't even have the time and luxury to enjoy their wealth. We also see a lot of this in food relationship to exercise and body image. There are people who have to try really hard, eat a very strict diet, work out like an hour every single day in order to achieve the figure they want. Whereas there are people who have fun with food, they enjoy food, they have fun with their workouts, they don't even work out that hard and they can achieve the same progress, if not better. We see this all the time. There are a bunch of people doing the same workouts, but some have way better results than others. And how is it that people do the same workouts and eat the same foods have different results? Yeah, of course, we have bio-individuality, but I think the real difference is what they expect and believe they can achieve with the actions they're taking. And I see this all the time, not really in my clients, but people who are genuinely like curious about brain rewiring. 
there is this huge limiting beliefs regarding. Okay, I can see how brain rewiring can work for a lot of people, and yeah, there are people who have achieved amazing results. But I don't believe it can happen to me. It cannot just be that easy. And if that is what you believe, your ego, which is like your very dumb best friend that wants to prove that you're always right, is going to partner with your confirmation bias and prove to you that it is true. And everyone is seeing amazing results, having great wins, manifesting awesome things. But you're just not, and this is just not for you. And you're just too special for brain rewiring to work. And that is absolutely ridiculous. When your shadow is the driver of your life, you can find yourself feeling triggered, jealous, and envious of other people quite often. And I've said this before, and I'll say again: triggers, jealousy, envy, are all great signs that someone is an expander for you. They are basically showing you that, hey, what you are jealous of, or who you're jealous of right now, have qualities and achievements that you may want for yourself. I remember when I joined my group coaching program. One of the ladies in my group had a huge win, and she was the first one to have some sort of achievement like that. And I was so envious when I joined the program. I still had this limiting belief, thinking I was going to probably not make a lot of money in my first year of business, and it was going to be hard, and clients were hard to come by. But seeing my peer had success so quickly made me realize that oh, this belief is no longer true, and I need to believe in something better, such as I attract my ideal clients effortlessly. It wasn't as if I decided to believe in that, and it just happened for me in that moment. Obviously, I really had to dig deep into why I thought. Money was hard to come by, and clients were hard to come by. The main reason was that I never really believe, up to like you know, the last year, that I could have a successful business, that I could be an entrepreneur. A big reason was that. My parents worked for pretty big companies that everyone talks about, and they love their jobs. They really appreciated the consistency in income, and having your personal life and career be separated. And growing up, I didn't really have expanders around entrepreneurship. My parents' friends, who were you know like grownups at the time, they. Also had corporate jobs that they really loved and felt successful in. So I was basically taught that unless you are an engineer, accountant, attorney, a doctor, you are going to struggle with money, in a nutshell. And that entrepreneurship is unreliable because you never know what could happen. Your business could just vanish overnight, and that is obviously not true. But I really believe that for such a long time, and it was a deeply rooted subconscious belief that I 
had to spend quite a bit of effort in order to kick. So when you are doing shadow work, I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed by how much work ahead there is for them because you don't always have to be doing shadow work. The universe will literally send you signs to integrate certain aspects of your shadow in divine timing. So here are some of the signs. Feeling jealousy triggered frequently around a certain topic, getting upset easily, you find yourself numbing with your vices, whether that is Netflixing for hours, drugs, alcohol, food, or you find yourself being very judgmental of others for being too much, whether that is showing off too much, being too confident, being too outspoken, it is generally a reflection of you feeling like you're not enough. And another really key thing to realize is that you don't kill your shadow. You're not asking it to leave or die. Successful shadow work involves integrating your shadow. And that was really confusing for me for a very long time. I was like, um, so I'm supposed to just be okay with this shitty aspect that I don't like? That is still resistance. And with shadow integration, we're literally transmuting that shame slash resistance into neutrality or acceptance. Again, what we don't own owns us. So we are basically rewriting a narrative that we have kind of lived by for a very long time. So if your shadow is overweight, you probably feel really unlovable and shameful every time you overeat or you gain a little bit of weight, you feel like your clothes don't fit you well or make you look fluffier and someone who has this shadow can be a hundred pounds or a hundred and eighty pounds it doesn't matter everyone can struggle with weight gain as one of their shadows and to integrate this shadow doesn't mean you are just going to let yourself be fat let yourself go when that shadow is strong and not integrated you can feel really upset and triggered when someone on the street that you don't even know call you fat. Integrating your shadow means you are literally detaching the shame and unlovability away from the shadow aspect. So in this case, the word fat will no longer trigger you and make you feel unlovable. It doesn't have that charge over you anymore. In terms of how to actually integrate, it is to first identify that shadow with brutal honesty. Stop beating around the bush, okay? So when you know what your shadow is, you can stop judging it and not label it as good or bad. Know that it is allowed to be there. And you can really let yourself get to know your shadow. How did it even form when you were little? And as an adult now, how would you interpret the situation differently from a calm, cool, 
and collected place. Just going back to the weight gain example, maybe your mother had a really shitty relationship with food, and she would beat herself up every time she would gain weight because her mother did that too. And it is not their fault because they didn't know any better, and there was no one to tell them otherwise. Maybe they called you fat because they wanted to motivate you to exercise, so you'll never have to struggle with what they struggle with. And it's really coming from a place of love, even though it was a little fucked up. Again, for the third time, I'm saying this: what you resist persists. You can reinterpret the narrative behind this shadow, and make peace with it. And I can tell you from my client's success: as soon as she integrated this shadow, she didn't feel like she needed to be so strict around food. She was able to easily and effortlessly eat more nourishing foods and enjoy treats mindfully when she does. Decide to. She no longer felt like she had to obsessively exercise. Instead, she would pick workouts that make her feel beautiful and strong. With this newfound freedom, she obviously could use the extra time to do things that make her happy, like being creative and going out in nature, making new friends, learning something new. As a result, become a happier. More expanded, more magnetic version of herself, and because she became so freaking magnetic, she was not only able to manifest a career advancement as well as a new relationship. I hope you learned a helpful thing or two about integrating the shadow in today's episode. Shadow work can be deep emotional work that is heavy and dark. But it is also freeing and empowering. If you have enjoyed today's episode, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Sandy Yang Wellness. If you feel called to, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me so I can thank you personally. And don't forget, if you are drawn to brain rewiring and you are drawn to my style of coaching. I highly, highly recommend you to apply for Next Level. That is my brain rewiring group coaching program. I would love to connect with you and see if we are a good fit. You can find more information on this in the show notes. Sending you lots of love and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.